welcome back to the NR podcast. I'm your host Ryan, and here today we're reviewing Home for Christmas. So, Home for Christmas is a Scandinavian TV show created by Per Olaf Sorensen that follows a 30-year-old Johan after constant comments on her single life and society's expectations of the perfect Christmas finally get to her. She decides to start a 24-day hunt for a partner to bring home for Christmas Eve dinner. So let's get right into the show. So first off, I would like to say um, this show is TVMA because they're swearing in it. And just already off the bat, it's 100% better because I just, in a sense, it kind of like juxtaposes the like Christmas idea of like, oh, rainbows and unicorns, even though that doesn't make any sense. But it's like perfect innocence. That's what I'm going for, like innocence because we're talking about I guess Christmas, birth of Jesus, immaculate conception. I don't even know. I should know this, but I don't. But um, I'm just saying, like, it's hilarious that they're swearing in this. So I love that. Also, the, this whole Christmas vibe, again, as I was talking about last week with Dash and Lily, I love the Christmas vibe in the city. But also, I loved this Christmas vibe because it, it was just like this whole little village type thing. Like, I don't think they lived in a village because uh, Johan actually, I'm not sure, also, I don't know if her name is pronounced Johan, Joanne, or Johanna because I heard it all three different ways. However, I did listen to some of this in um, the original audio and then with like English uh, subtitles, and then I did do English dub. So, you know what? I'm just going to call her Joanne. So, Joanne, so she's a doctor, so, like, and, like, the, uh, the hospital looks, like, pretty big, so, like, possibly it's not a small town, but it kind of felt like it, just, like, with this whole intro thing where she was, like, doing, like, voiceover while going to this, like, Christmas village, I don't even know, and she was, like, getting presents or whatever in shops. It kind of reminded me of, I know this sounds weird, but kind of, like, Diagon Alley from Harry Potter, and I know, Lots of people don't like Harry Potter because of J.K. Rowling, but I'm pretty sure we've all read books, okay? Like, it just kind of felt like Diagon Alley in a sense, but, like, I love the vibe. I feel like I need to spend a Christmas now in Scandinavia just to experience this because it just seems very, very cool. And then also, as I was talking about last week, the fashion of the show, not really anything big, Like, you know, it's just, like, the usual Christmas stuff. No one was really, like, wearing anything, like, amazing or, like, astounding. I guess, like, the only thing that was, like, kind of interesting was the love glove or love man. I'm not even sure what it was called. But, like, where it was, like, a heart and you can put two hands in it and, like, people can hold hands while walking. And I thought that was cute. But I also kind of thought, huh, it's, it's cute in in a sense but like okay you have to wear another glove on the other hand obviously right you like why would you just take one glove i don't know i feel like you would want to wear gloves and then wear the the or put your hand in the love man to hold your partner's hand while walking just like that's just me i guess like because i don't know the idea of just getting one glove for the other hand kind of makes me mad i know it sounds stupid but like yeah and so like yeah fashion of the show not really anything interesting or you know because it's christmas it's like most it's gonna be the same especially with 
uh, these Christmas movies, there's not going to be like a non-snow Christmas movie. Like, unless there has been. I've, I don't think I've ever actually watched a Christmas movie where uh, the location was set where there wasn't snow. So it's just like, you know, uh, mittens, beanies, scarves, lots of coats, pants, you know, the usual. But yeah, it's like, you know, nothing big. Nothing with like the cinematography or not cinematography, sorry. There was a little uh, with the lighting. It was just like, you know, casual, casual lighting. Just like, you know, the Christmas lighting, you know, you know, it's like, it's okay that there wasn't, I guess, any like lighting tricks that they did, cause, you know, it's just like, whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> and then cinematography. So was there some, from my memory, I want to say yes, but I can't pick out anything. I, I guess it was shot, it was shot nicely. What, what I did, I guess more of like what I didn't notice is, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, uh, but all the shots were very like steady. There wasn't like shaking. Cause you know, sometimes uh, when you're watching shows and there's characters moving, like the way that you can really check is if you look in the corner and you can see like if like a building or whatever is kind of like bobbing up and down or whatever, or bobbing in and out of frame. Uh, but I don't think there was anything for that. So I, I guess I really liked the fact that it was like a steady cam the whole time. Like, I don't know if it was like on like a machine or someone had like, because I know there's something called like like a gyroscope or something, which like no matter like how much you shake a camera or like, I guess shake, like I guess the camera holder thing, uh the i think it's a gyrosphere i think that's what it's called the gyrosphere makes sure the camera like doesn't move or something i don't know i thought <clears throat> i think that's what it is called so they might have used that or they might have just like had it on a machine and not handheld but who knows so i did really like that about the show i thought that was very very nice so but let's move on into plot so there's only really one thing and that is uh, Joanne trying to find a boyfriend, you know? She's just trying to find a boyfriend, which literally, also, I guess I just have to say, the fact that her parents, or I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, her, yeah, her parents make the seeing arrangement. They put her between two twins. Um, What, just, and by twins, I mean, not like teenage or child twins, but baby. I don't know, I think that's, kind of disrespectful just if you if you ask me which I think is like supposed to be the point of how like she's not respected in her family but it's like come on guys because people are always like oh you're great with kids it's like that doesn't mean she has to sit in between them she can you know sit next to an adult maybe like kitty corner for one of the kids like she doesn't have to sit in between them guys but anyways so she's like I'm gonna find a boyfriend so I, I do have to say this before starting or before continuing with it, though, was actually I was kind of, well, because, you know, I was making my predictions the first episode. I was like, who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? And I was like, it has to be. Well, I first thought, is it the doctor? Because he was like kind of hitting on her. And I was like, mm, maybe, maybe we, we, we don't know. Right. And then I was like, Oh, is it the bartender dude? Possibly when she goes on speed dating. Like, I don't know. Could could it be? Because it, it just, it kind of felt like, because, well, yes, this isn't like, you know, an American show. So, you know, maybe in Scandinavia, they have like different types of tropes. Who knows, right? 
Uh, but I was like, oh, is it the guy who she doesn't think she really likes, but she actually really does? I'm not really sure. Right, so I was like, oh, it could be the bartender dude. Uh, but then it keeps going and going, and then we meet more people. So, for example, one of the people I want to talk about, um, I forget when she meets. Episode two, yeah. So Jonas, so he's 19 years old. And there's a 11 uh, year age difference, that's what I'm trying to say, between uh, Joanne and Jonas. And so it just like the way that they interacted, I was like, okay, she really likes him. Is this going to be the boyfriend? And this is going to kind of take a turn on how society views like uh, big age gaps in relationships, right? Because I, I thought that's where it was going to go. Um, because it seemed like he was kind of like the front runner, like, because there was also people, Stein, who was the athlete dude, and then also um, the politician who wanted to, quote, streamline healthcare. It seemed like that was villainous. M maybe I wasn't understanding everything. Um, but it seemed like he wanted, like, more access to healthcare. And somehow, Joanne was like, you suck. And I'm thinking, Joanne, why don't you want everyone to have more accessible health care? Maybe I was missing something. I don't know. I, I could have been. Like, because I'll even say this. The English dub versus the English sub weren't even the same thing. Because like, I was watching with the uh, sub and the dub on because, like, I shouldn't say the whole time. I For, like, I think half an episode. And then I was like, no, I can't get over the fact that I'm hearing something different that I'm reading. So I just turned off the sub. Um, so yeah, and like, it was like, okay, is it going to be the politician or Stein? But they kind of seemed like they had like issues, I guess. And I thought it was Jonas. So Jonas and Joanne, 11 year relationship or 11 year age difference relationship. I thought they were gonna dissect that more, but then they didn't, which was really weird because literally Jonas and Joanne were like, oh, I feel happy around you. I like you. And then I'm like, okay, can we dissect this more? Instead of her friends just like being mean, they're like, oh my God, he's a child. Like, I don't know. I think, like, I guess personally for me, I, I was happy with jo Jonas and Joanne because they seemed like they were actually very happy being together. And like the age difference of 11 years, yes, that could... I guess come as a shock to some people but like you know as long as they're happy and there isn't like anything bad happening which obviously wasn't happening in the show you know but then Jonas just dumps her and I was like because obviously she sets out to start dating right and she went on a dating app I think I think they said matched so she went on matched and so I would expect, well, I, I don't know. I guess maybe people will use Match for just hooking up. But it actually seemed like Jonas and Joanne were actually kind of like falling for each other because it was more than just sex and leaving. It was like they had, like, I, I forget. Yeah, I think episode three to four. So episode three, they have sex. And then episode four, they, or I guess Jonas wakes up. He bakes bread for her. And then Joanne and Jonas have bread together. And I was like, this sounds awesome. This sounds awesome. But like, as I'm saying, as we continue throughout the show, that it's like a cycle of so many people. Like in episode four, when there was this 
character, De- Erica. First off, where was Erica in the first three episodes? That's my question because I did not see here. But when she was like hitting on Joanne, I was like, mm, I don't like this predatory lesbian trope. But then Home for Christmas just came out of nowhere and was like, blam, Joanne is bisexual. Or she she's at least attracted to women and men. So and man and men. So I was like, mm, we love a non-straight character, <laughs> especially a main character who well, I guess they're kind of driven by sex, but it's more than that because they want to find an emotional and physical <laughs> relationship all wrapped up in one person. But it was all I'm gonna say is the fact that. Erica and Joanne were like making it on the bus. We're like, that's cool. But then Erica decided to do some nasty, just giving her oral on a bus. Um, no. And then the bus, oh my God. And then the bus just, you know, stops and she falls for her. I was like, ooh, Erica, are you dead? Oh, wow. Because um, it just, and then we don't really see Erica again, really. Like, she's, like, kind of in episode five. But, like, I don't know. And then episode five, we go in. And then Stein, the athlete, comes back. And I'm like, gotta be... I hate to be rude to Stein, but Joanne, does she should not be with him. Because Stein, he seems like... I don't know. He kind of seems like a guy who likes the chase. Because it's... They that that was physically done when Joanne and him went skiing, and he literally just skis ahead of her and waits for her to catch up. And I'm like, no, you this this isn't a game. This isn't a game, Stein. Like, use your skull, use your skull. But Joanne's like, mm, maybe. And then it's only worsened when Jonas breaks up with Joanne. This show threw me for a lot of loops. I, if you cannot tell, I was, there was, like, so much that was happening, which is, which is why I love watching non-American shows. I guess this is a little side tangent, but I've just kind of seen this, like, um, for other shows that we've, well, we've actually reviewed this show, uh, How I Sell Drugs Online Fast, uh, season one and two, uh, and, I guess now Home for Christmas is just a Scandinavian show. I've also watched other shows. Um, I've watched a little bit of the show House of Flowers. And then I've also watched Elite because honestly, who hasn't watched Elite? I feel like I should review that sometime soon because that show is awesome. <laughs> but just, I I love watching shows that aren't made in America or I guess... For the att- or that, blah, blah, for the intent of American audiences, because then there isn't like, because I'm not ex, or like I'm expecting one thing from like all the American tropes that I've learned, and then this show just switches up. Like for example, I genuinely thought that this Erica character was just being a predatory lesbian character, and I was like, mm, not here for it. But then they just throw a curveball and they're like yeah Joanne is into this and I was like okay okay we love this but yeah back to the actual show 
<laughs> the really sad thing of episode five, we all mean, happens. The dad is caught cheating, or not re- well, cheating in quotes, I guess. But then you learn that the mom and dad have had a deal where, like, I guess uh, the mom, she goes and, I guess, makes out with some guy, and the dad does the same thing. And so that's cool or whatever. Like, I don't know. Who am I to say anything about it? Like, I think it's very good. Like, I guess there was, I wish there was a little more explanation, or not explanation, exploration on that, because I think the idea of a very, like, or, well, I should say this. We've already seen, like, lots of binary relationships, and I think now as we're moving forward, we're seeing lots of different types of relationships portrayed on TV and not like in unhealthy ways or like evil ways or whatever and I think it's kind of very interesting because I guess from what it seemed like for me the deal was I think it was just like they kind of in a sense like had like an open marriage which you know it hasn't really been shown uh that much on TV I think the only other time that I've seen it was uh, on HBO's Insecure, uh, where the character Molly, uh, I think, it's, yeah, her childhood friend, Dro, is in this open relation, or not open relationship, open marriage, actually. So I, I kind of wish there was a little more explanation on this kind of deal with the mom and the dad. But, you know, it's, it's fine, because, you know, this, this show actually got season two, and I literally did not realize it until today. Like, literally, like, 30 minutes before I started reviewing this, I was just, like, looking up every, like, all this information, or not information, sorry, just, well, I guess information, just, like, who created the show, you know, other little things, I was, you know. Anyways, the point is, it's, like, season two, coming out December 18th, and I'm, like, well, I should have seen this coming. Anyways, back to the show. So the mom and the dad, they have a deal. But then we're just going to hop to Christmas dinner. And Christmas dinner, or not Christmas dinner, Christmas Eve dinner. And this is like the big thing where it's like the mom and the dad, obviously. And then all of Joanne's siblings. And then hopefully the sibling, or Joanne, I guess, will bring a boyfriend. So we're like, who is it going to be? And literally, again... They were throwing me for a loop where Joanne was like, oh, yeah, uh, I have a special guest. And then she brings out Raul and it's like, this is Raul. He's the clown at the hospital that I work at. And then she brings out a friend. I'm not sure if pronounces her, pronounces her name Jorgen. I'm pretty sure that's how it pronounces it. But her friend Jorgen comes out and it's like, this is Jorgen. This, you guys know her. She's my best friend. She's also Raul's girlfriend. And I'm like, wait, where is this going? <laughs> and then she's like, I have another guest. And then she brings out, um, I, oh my goodness, Mrs. Niergard, Tr- Trine, Niergard, Trin, Trine. I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering all these names as someone from Scandinavia who knows how to pronounce these names or listening and being like, oh my God, this idiot. I think her name is pronounced Trine Ningard or Nagar, I'm not sure, I'm so sorry for the bad pronunciation, but she brings out her, and she's like, this is my friend from the hospital, she's a patient, I love her, uh, but, you know, she's just a friend, and I'm like, wait, where is this going, 
And then, and then, and then, there's a knock on the door. There's a knock on the door. And Joanne goes to open it. And we don't see who it is. And I'm like, uh, no, you, you better tell me who it is. Like, this Fishing for a Season 2 thing, you cannot invest three hours of my life to literally do this to me. Obviously, it's going, like, you know, I have a lot of time until, or not a lot of time, a little bit of amount of time until I figure out who it is when Season 2 drops. Um, but personally, I think it has to be Stein. And I'm going to explain more in Season 2 theories, but... Let's move on to characters. So I was already talking about Joanne. I'm just gonna say like this little bit about her. So Joanne, honestly, everyone telling her that she needs to like lower her expectations. I feel like that's kind of like a weird, or not weird, but kind of, I don't know, a tricky situation because in a sense there, there can be times where people like do have extremely high expectations which, you know, can lead to a toxic relationship. But, you know, there's other times where people are like, these are my expectations. And, like, they're reasonable. You know, and personally, I think Joanne's uh, expectations are reasonable. But everyone's like, oh, just lower your expectations. I think her friend Jorgen is like, oh, yeah, if he has 35 out of the 100 things, you're good. I'm like, I don't know. Like, first off, you shouldn't have 100 expectations. Maybe, I don't know. I think there's a lot of, like, un unconscious expectations that you have, like, uh, with being with a partner, like, e even in a platonic situation um, that we don't really think about. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, when she said 35 out of 100, I kind of thought, I don't know, maybe, like, you want to aim higher to me, like, a 70 or something. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I guess I should say I'm happy that uh, Joanne, you know, she didn't in pretty much lower her expectations or lower her standards even, I should say, for any of the men. So I really liked that. I really liked how she, I guess, stuck to her guns. It was just like, you know, like, you know, I just want a relationship that, you know, I think she's just in someone who shows up. I'm not sure if she said that, but like, you know, it just personally when she was talking about her expectations, because I'm pretty sure she did, it just seemed like, you know, she wasn't having any unreasonable expectations. She wasn't like, oh, yeah, so they have to be, like, 6'3". They have to be extremely muscular, 8-pack abs, blah de blah de blah 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 She wasn't like that. She she was kind of had more of, like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. That's just all I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, Joanne, I was happy that she didn't lower expectations. But let's move on to her friend, Jorgen. <laughs> So Jürgen's obviously just, like, the best friend character, you know, she seems like kind of a stock character, not trying to be mean to Jürgen, but it's just, like, you know, she's, like, the crazy character who's, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna set you up on this dating app, and blah, 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 and it's just, like, you know, you've, you've seen these types of characters, just, like, the, the friend who's wild, and goes to parties, and blah, 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 and pushes the main character out of their comfort zone, whatever, you know? It's like, it's fine. It's not like she annoyed me. I just, you know, I wished for some more, I guess, development on her. Because, like, I think, like, you did kind of see development when, uh, in the last episode where she accidentally burns the Christmas presents. 
she's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I wish I could do something, blah, 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 I'm gonna pay you back. And when she said that, I was like, oh, this is, this is very interesting characterization for her, because she obviously feels really bad for the fact that, you know, she burned all the gifts. So, yeah, it just, I guess, for that. And then, next character, so, talking about the potential boyfriends and girlfriend, so I'm gonna start with our first one, whose name, wait, I think his name was Paulo, uh, the uh, Mr. Escape Room. So Paulo, um, yeah, he had anger management problems. I don't think that Joanne really had to do, I guess, like, she shouldn't have had to change anything about that because, you know, she just, she doesn't want to date someone with anger management problems. And it obviously shows how she cares about people, like, finding, like, not only physical help, because, like, you know, she's a doctor, but also, like, mental help, because she was talking to one of her patients, I forget what, which episode it is, I think it's episode five, where she's talking to one of her patients, Sebastian, who is just, who I think ODs, or has OD'd, and then comes into the hospital, and she's like, you need to go to rehab, because if you want your girlfriend to actually, you know, start talking to you again, because this girlfriend won't, because she doesn't pretty much want to watch uh you know, Sebastian, like, pretty much hurt himself, so she, uh, Joanne's, like, you know, you gotta go to rehab, because if you don't, you're just gonna, you're gonna get sent out from the hospital, and then it's gonna be a cycle, nothing's gonna change, so obviously, yeah, uh, Paulo, you know, he could possibly have been Joanne's boyfriend, you know, if he actually, I guess, took accountability for his anger management, but next person, Stein. Um, I think I already said Stein likes to chase. I don't know. I wasn't a big Stein fan. He was just, I don't know. He kind of seemed, I don't know. He kind of seemed fake a little. Like, he seemed nice. It's just like, I don't know. He seemed like he could be, he seemed like annoying. Just, I guess, my personal opinion. Oh, yeah. And I guess, wait, there's totally one guy that I forgot, but, like, the first guy that she goes out on a date with, the, um, I guess the screenwriter or whatever, and then he, and then the next episode, he just deconstructs Love Actually, and he's like, yeah, this sucks, and I guess my only thing about Love Actually is, I think I watched, um, a, a The Take video on the deconstruction of Love Actually. I've never watched it, um, but I guess, like, all I gotta say is, Love Actually is a very interesting movie, for sure. And it shows very interesting relationships where... Because I know one of, the, one of the things is, like, a guy is in love with his best friend's wife. Another one is, like, a billionaire or whatever falls in love with uh, one of the uh, servants of his, like, mansion or something. I don't really know the others. But it just kind of from the way that the take broke it down, it did kind of seem like it kind of sucked. But I guess, like, in this situation where Joanne's like, oh my god, Love Actually is my favorite movie, and then he just deconstructs it and rips it apart in front of her face, that's a little rude. Because it's like, it's like taking something you love, because obviously it's showing how bad of, like, a candidate for a boyfriend he is, but, you know, it's like he's taking something she loves, it's like crumpling up and lighting it on fire and being like, mwahaha. But yeah, so I've talked about Stein. I've talked about uh, Paolo. I've talked about the first date. Next, 
I'm going to say Jonas for last. Next, the politician. So I forget what his name is, but the politician dude. I don't know. I just, because it's another like age difference thing because uh, Joanne's like, oh yeah, he's like as old as my parents or something. And I'm like, okay, that could be interesting. But it just obviously seems like she wasn't comfortable about, around him, which, you know, is understandable. So, you know, I liked him, but I think he could be more better as a friend character because it obviously seems like uh, Joanne was not, like, comfortable around him, like, in a setting where it's, like, supposed to be romantic. Okay, Jonas, Mr. 19-year-old person. All I'm going to say is Jonas sucks because why did he have to break Joanne's heart? You know, the question. That's the real question because, like, you're going to date this woman. And then you're like, oh, yeah, after Christmas, I think he said he was going to, I forget what he said. I think he said Bali or maybe Chile uh, to get his bachelor's degree, I think, or something like that. I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, be upfront about that. Like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm leaving, like, after Christmas. And you're telling her after she watches you make out with someone, which he's like, oh, yeah, there's nothing really there. Hold the, hold the phone. Hold the phone, sir. You cannot just make out with someone. Be like, oh, yeah, that meant nothing. That meant nothing. Like, I don't know. It looked like it meant something. Like, even if it is platonic that still means something but you know he could have been like oh yeah me and i think this character's name was like ella or elsie or elsa i don't know could have been like yo she's just a friend we're doing a friend kiss which you know it was like a thing i like i know there are people like who are like oh yeah i kiss my friends on the lips i'm like that's cool uh, so, yeah, you know, could have been a friend. So, you know, would have still meant something, but jo- Jonas is breaking Joe Man's heart. I was so mad because I'm like, this guy is perfect. He's nice. He's funny. He bakes bread. You know, like, what more can you ask for? He makes Joanne feel good about herself. She feels comfortable around him. And then he goes and smashes her heart. And I was like, you bitch. Jonas, no. No, no, no. But yeah, I guess also, like, characters I guess I would want, like, a little more on was the mom, especially their deal. Like, because it just seemed like the mom was super overbearing. She's like, oh, yeah, when are you going to get a boyfriend, Joanne? When are we going to meet the boyfriend, Joanne? Like, you know, just let Joanne take her time. Mother whose name I do not know yet. (laughs) And then same with the dad, just, like, I don't know. He seemed he seemed like um a a guy who doesn't like to compromise, which is very interesting that he struck up this this deal that you know you learn very little about because you know it's just like his uncompromisability with reindeer lights, you know, kind of was a big characterization for me, I guess. But yeah, so season two here. So obviously it ends on Christmas Eve. Our character, Joanne, she opens the door. I, I'm not even sure if she says hi. I think she does. Let's just say she does. She's like, hi, and then cuts to black. And I'm just like, who's on the other side of the door? It's Stein. Here is why it's Stein. I said that I didn't like Stein. However, I'm not saying Joanne didn't like Stein. 
So it's just like it seems Stein would make the uh, sense because he shows up in like every single episode, right? Like, because I'm going to prove that Stein and not the doctor because the doctor was like also the other option. Stein, here's why. He's like in pretty much every single episode, or not every single episode. You know, there's six episodes. I think he's in episode two though, right? Yeah. So he's up. So he's in five episodes, right? He is the. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's the third. He's the third guy she meets, but the first guy she actually like, you know, makes a genuine connection with. So I just, I think, that, it has to be him. Because obviously Joanne, you know, she cuts into him when she's like, you know, we're going skiing, but like, you're just skiing ahead of me. And it's like a chase or whatever. And then, you know, he kind of mellows out throughout the show. Like, uh, they, they meet at, like, I think, like, a sharpshooting competition. I'm not really sure. Uh, but he's there, and they're just, like, you know, doing whatever. Uh, they're talking and stuff. And then later, when... Um, I'm not sure if it's in the same episode. I think it might. No, sixth episode. So, um, Joanne is buying a gift for her mom, and she buys one gift, which Stein also buys for his mom. And I was just like, you have to be the boyfriend, right? Like, I don't know. Just like all signs kind of point to him. Like, it could make sense. And I, like, I don't think it's the doctor because, you know, the doctor is working on Christmas Eve. And I doubt the boss would let him leave to go be like, oh, yeah, I like you, Joanne. Because even though, you know, he confesses his feelings, you know, before, sadly, uh, Sebastian you know, has a heart attack and Joanne needs to rush out and go see what's happening with that. But it just seems like it could. I think it's Stein. Like, it has to be Stein. I don't know. It just, but you know, as I, as I was saying before, this is a Scandinavian show. You know, it's not made for American audiences. So, you know, they could pull a fast one on us and it could be literally like, you know, Joanne's like old crush from middle school or something. You know, it could be anything. It could be anything, but like logistically, I think it's Stein, but yeah, I guess other theories. So the time frame of season two, I don't know where it'll be because, you know, first season is 24 days, right? So that means like each episode is about, you know, four-ish days or something. So what would the next, what would season two be? Let's say six episodes again. I think it could be from, so Christmas Eve. I think maybe to like January, like right before people kind of like have to go back to work. And I think it might be that because I doubt they're going to do like, I don't know, be like, oh yeah, it was blank. And then they do like a year cut or something. And it's like December again. I'm just like, I don't know. That would kind of feel like a little disingenuous because we wouldn't like see this relationship really build. Uh, like, even if it is Stein, we don't really see the relationship between Joanne and Stein build. We just see it cut to, you know, the next uh, December. And she's like, oh, we've been in love for almost a year now. It's just like, you know, don't don't tell us, show us, like, show us through a montage or something. But, you know, like, I think it's going to take place between Christmas Eve and, like, I think, like, right before everyone has to go back. Uh, to work or school or whatever in January. But yeah, I just, that's all I really have to say. The show, you know, the show is very short. It's only three hours. 
I enjoyed myself. I literally watched the whole show uh, like in one day because it was actually very entertaining to watch. But yeah, so that was the review on Home for Christmas season one. Next week, I will be reviewing uh, the show, also non-American show, I'm pretty sure, Three Days of Christmas, which let me just check because I just want to make sure. Three days, yeah. It is a Spanish, according to Netflix. It's a Spanish TV drama. So yes, I will be reviewing Three Days of Christmas, and then I will actually be taking a two-week break to, you know, celebrate the holidays with my family, and, you know, break from school. Yay. And then I will be back on January 6th, viewing the second season of Home for Christmas, just, you know, to wrap everything up. So yeah, this was a review on Home for Christmas season one. I am your host, Ryan. This is the NR Podcast, and I will see you next week.